throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections. From our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourself? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with host Gord Riddell. It's time to listen and learn. Hi, and welcome to Things Worth Considering. I am Gord Riddell, your host, and I am here with Alexia Georgiousis. Yes? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I got it. <laughs> I've been saying it nonstop for an hour. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, welcome. Uh, Alexia is uh, my guest co-host, and this is her third appearance, and you're going to be hearing from her over the next few weeks. I'm thrilled to have you here. Um, Thank you, Gord. She is a, uh, a naturopathic doctor. And has a couple of practices and a very impressive teaching uh, um, CV or resume. Uh, and she also teaches at the Transformational Arts College in uh, homeopathy and pathology. That's right. Everyone's two favorite subjects. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so listen, uh, before we go, uh, speaking of pathology, um, today the uh, World Health Organization uh, uh, declared this COVID-19 as being a pandemic. Um, it's in like a hundred countries now and moving along. Canada is still in good shape. Um, so, you know, words to the wise or the foolish. Words, yes. Well, words <laughs> to the wise. It's really important that, first of all, I believe a virus similar to other flu viruses mm. is that prevention is key. And, of course, exposure. But some general preventative uh, aspects that are that are in line with the World Health Organization and the Natu- World Naturopathic um, uh, Federation, it's really around immune strengthening and knowing that, you know, wash your hands with soap, you know, wash them well, don't touch your face, uh, especially when you've been on a lot of, you know, public areas where there's lots mm. of door handles and things like that, making sure you get adequate rest and that you don't eat a lot of sugar or, and that includes a lot of alcohol because that's also sugar, but refined sugars deplete immunity. And just, you know, you can make sure that you take a little bit of vitamin C generally, eat well, and that kind of balance is really what is going to help the terrain inside. Because and wash our your immune, hands. Our, yeah, wash your hands because our immune systems are are meant to basically protect us but the exposure risk is what is there and sometimes you don't know that's the issue is that you go okay something's happening so some people are quarantined to stay home reporting to public health is important and also you know checking in with uh, your physician or naturopathic doctor yeah absolutely absolutely i mean all of italy is under quarantine i mean that's staggering it is staggering you know i mean they close the vatican first and then the museums and so on and then the vatican and then um, the entire state of Israel, or of, uh, of Italy. Of Italy. Well, Israel's next, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But, but, uh, and, yeah. and I think part of it is because it's unknown. There's, They don't, you know, the, <clears throat> the health authorities don't really understand a lot about it. And so it's really around what do we need to know? How do we treat this in terms of prevention and also when someone's ill? And, of course, people who are immunodeficient, the elderly, they have... Um, more uh, essentially susceptibility. And so that's why the precautions are in place. Yeah. yeah. Apparently men have more susceptibility. Yes, I, I read that as well. Yeah. It is interesting. I'm not sure but why. But I think yeah. what scares, scaring, and what we don't know is the fact that people seem to be able to be contagious without uh, exhibiting any symptoms yet. Correct. And correct. that's kind of weird. That's a that's a new one. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that, that <clears throat> I think is can be true also when sometimes don't people don't really realize, for example, I know it's not the same at all, but even with the herpes 
simplex virus. Sometimes people can be, there's a theory that there maybe there's some contagion, contagiousness prior to actually having an outbreak. Mm. But it's debate because viruses are strange. Um, the other thing that's really important is to address the energy of fear. Because when there is fear, we know that that creates constriction in the body. It increases our cortisol. It increases yep. our adrenaline. And those are not hormones mm-hmm. that, that you know, are, are really supportive for health. They, um, you know, they're there to protect us, but it's also important to, when people have a lot of fear to understand that, okay, what are the facts? And absolutely take the precautions, follow the directions accordingly of what you've been advised, but be very mindful of stepping into panic and fear because that just is not good for anybody. No, no. And it totally wrecks our, our immune systems. You yeah. know? Well, I think what's interesting about this one is that usually when a virus first arrives, uh, like it makes a species jump or whatever, it's usually incredibly virulent. It, it takes out almost 100% of the people. And mm-hmm. then gradually it's like the, the intelligence of the virus, if there is such a thing, of course there is, there is. Um, that says, oh, this isn't good. We're killing everybody. And it begins to slowly kind of tone down its virulence and, and wiping out its, its host and so on. Um, this one's interesting because some people don't even know they've had it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, there's only like a, a 3% death rate. Right. It's just that the fact is going around the world, right. you know, it's kind of like, well, spiritually, what does that mean? You know, is this, is this our fear manifesting, but not the big one, just a wake up folks. Good question. I don't know. I think that it's fascinating. And um, as you said, viruses, I'm, I think any living thing has its own intelligence mm-hmm. and adaptability. So I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, in terms of it's just kind of interesting. And it is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at the flu, you know, I mean, the flu kills way more people. Way like, more. We don't, and yet we're so blasé about it. Oh, well, maybe I'll get a shot. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll, you know, see my naturopath and do... We don't even think about the flu anymore. Yet the flu kills up to six hundred thousand people per year. Is that the number? Wow, that's, that's the number. Amazing. Between yeah, two seventy five, two hundred seventy five thousand to six hundred thousand. Wow. Each year. Yeah. That's like a staggering amount of people. It is. It is. And I, I, I was aware that there was, a, there were a lot of deaths associated with, you know, a typical flu. Mm-hmm. But you're right. We don't tend to be so, um, you know, concerned with it. And I think part of it is. <clears throat> Again, the unknown. The unknown is scary. We know, we've talked about this earlier, that when we don't feel that we understand something, we fear it. Absolutely. And and that, I think, is also what's going on with um, this coronavirus, is that it's it's really not well understood, even though, and it's like, so what is the risk? Well, that's maybe an un- unknown as well. Right. Well, that fear, though, I think really shows to, to me how much we don't trust our ability to take care of ourselves. Yes. That we make yes. that so powerful that it could take me out, yes. which it could, you yeah. know. But the fear is uh, of the things we, that we don't know is, is that I don't trust my own resilience. I don't trust my ability to take care of myself. I don't trust myself in environments that I don't have all the information on. Uh, it just goes on and on, but it's a real self-trust issue. Yes. That yes. I think, you know, many of us have. And, of course, the media and, and organizations, uh, although the World Health Organization has been very, you know, supportive of, in terms of, you know, people's wellness, um, you know, they, they make us scared. Yeah, definitely when you're you're inundated with all of this, how many more people are affected and this is what's happening, it does escalate the sense of fear. And going back to what you were saying as well around trust, trusting our immune systems, our bodies do have an awareness. And again, 
it's the terrain. It's around how do you strengthen that terrain mm-hmm. so that you, you, you're more on the preventative side. I had a friend recently who just got back from, uh, she was traveling overseas, coming back from Australia and Bali. And she said that she was sitting with, someone was sick in, in front of her, someone was sick beside her, and she just couldn't escape it. Mm. She's also on this plane. This was actually earlier in January, I should say. And she said that she didn't have anything with her in terms of immune support on a physical level. Mm. So she just decided to do visualizations, right? She said, I just sat there and I kept looking at myself, seeing myself, you know, immunity is strong. And not to say that's magical thinking. It's just basically, yes, she chose. Well, and she chose to say, I could either go into fear and panic for this super long flight Exactly. That's a long time to be scared. That's a long time to be scared, right? (laughs) Or I could choose to go into a different vibration, a different state. Yeah, and enjoy the ride. Yeah. But for the most part, the media, yes, I mean, great. It's information. Yes. And it also is there, but we have to be very mindful of how much we take in as fear. Well, and then, you know, just being smart. Just being smart. Presentation. Sorry. Sense. Yeah, sorry. The method of presentation is just like rapid fire, boom, 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 because none of us have enough attention to sit down and actually listen to a full news story that might present it in a way that wasn't fear-inducing. But when you have like, my friend, uh, you know, he's passed away now, but he's he used to call it disco news. You know, it was like, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> it was just coming at you, you know. And, and some of them like CP24 is just yeah. like, you know, every few seconds it's moving, or or the the talk radio on the t on yes. the on the TV yes. or on the the radio. I mean, uh, it's just so rapid fire. Yes. You, you can't really take it point. in. You know, so because you're not getting it all, I think that in itself is anxiety yeah. producing. Yeah. yeah, and if you're already in a stress state, it's like wow, th- there's just more you know stress fear that's going to attach to that. Yes, and and it's it's just it does it heightens that sense of. Oh no! What's going to happen? What's happening now? What's happening to me? And and instead of what could you know what it, where am I right now? It's more about the futurizing, catastrophizing. Oh yeah. And then you know feeling like oh I'm getting a sore throat now. What's happening? And it can just you know basically snowball into something that <laughs> so, yeah snowball to the point of actually right. getting it. Yes yes <laughs> yes yes. You know. Anyways, yeah. So we promise this is not disco news. Um, oh. We will try and be complete in our reporting of anything. Uh, so, yeah, thanks. You know, I just w- thought maybe we should talk a little bit about what was going on there because uh, people are getting very anxious and, and uh, with that disco news beat. <laughs> it, yes, it would be good to see what song is, you know, playing that beat, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and, exactly. and I think people can also, it's like what you said, take the time to read, inform themselves, yes. and just, you know, slow it all down. And, again, make it's common sense around immune prevention and basically taking precautions follow what is on public health in terms of what's out there and again you know pay attention to your own body right absolutely absolutely yeah don't get run down yeah so yeah okay okay so i think you know what i think we should just jump ahead a couple of things have come up now spirituality and health yes i bet you there's a correlation i believe there is unless there is (laughs) do i talk about it Sure. For me, with what I see with spirituality is that basically the traumas that we have in terms of energetics, in terms of emotional uh, thoughts, beliefs, they do end up impacting the body. And yes. it's it, vice versa. You know, you can also have, you know, a broken arm or some kind of condition and it will impact every aspect of you. The thing about the spirituality part, and there are a number of studies that have looked at this as well, is that there is something that is, again, how is it measured? We don't really know 
how do we measure sense of spirituality, but for mm-hmm. the most part, it's usually someone's connection to something that is bigger than themselves, something okay. that is you know, wiser or has a more sense of uh, knowingness. Right. And that in itself can absolutely be a source of support, but also a source of guidance because mm-hmm. it's around trusting is what is it that's happening to my system and what advice do I need to follow? And that often comes from the inner voice, not just the professionals, the healthcare professionals around mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. but that relationship to our self encompasses spirituality. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, uh, I think there's, you know, that, that sort of guidance system, like, even the professionals might be saying one thing and you're knowing your gut, it just isn't going to work or it's not right for you. Um, you know, I think that we do have that guidance system. I'm not, I'm not taking away from anybody here. What I'm doing is fortifying the intuition uh, within us that we've got to really listen to that. Yes. Most of us don't. It's turned off when we're young. We arrive with it full blast. Yeah. And then it's gradually like just like a radio turned off. Yeah. You know, uh, which is unfortunate. But, you know, I, th- I think that, um, you know, th- that correlation between spirituality uh, you know, in our in our own health, and just recognizing first of all how multidimensional we are. You know, we have like our physical energy, which is a coarser energy, which goes to our emotional, which is a little bit less coarse. Mental, a little bit higher. Spiritual, astral, etheric. Mm. And, you know, we have all these layers of energy yeah. that. You know, you can you can uh, look at me and go, well, there he is. That's you know, th- the my size physically, right. but. I extend at least, you know, 12 inches out on either side, you know, all the way around me. That's that part that we feel when we, you know, we encounter somebody that goes, oh, I like that person or, oh, no. Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. the person you stand beside that gives you the headache uh, uh, on the subway going home. And you're like, I didn't have a headache till I got on the subway uh, because you picked up all that energy because your energies are overlapping. We don't realize that. We don't realize it, and we, d- we don't really notice it, and it goes back to what you had said earlier in a previous podcast recording was around the felt sense. Mm. What is the felt sense of what we are feeling? And again, with spirituality, it encompasses it. And I think that, you know, it's highly individualized, but it's, and, you know, sure, you could say there's just belief or placebo, but belief is very important. A sense of Massive. hope is very important. You know, if you believe something's going to make you better, it will. Yes, yeah. yes, and 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 sometimes it's not to, to be you know in denial. If someone has a terminal illness, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're suddenly going to have this immediate cure. Yep. But it can shift spirituality. Their relationship to spirituality again is relationship not only to themselves as a human being who is, let's say, unwell, but also a human being who is going through whatever kind of transformative process as they might be exiting this world yes. in this lifetime in terms of the physical body. Right. So so that, again, is it gives context, and I think it gives uh, sort of a sense of almost insight into purpose around, okay, what does this mean to be human? Mm. You know, what does it mean for us to be human? And what does it mean when the body suffers or the emotional body suffers or the mental body? And And regardless of what the condition is, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is who the person is. So the spirituality Absolutely. also allows someone to get, as you were saying, they're, they're more expansive. Right. They're, they're much more than the disease. They're much more than the pathology. Well, and the pathology carries, you know, if we come at it from, you know, sort of the spiritual religious place, usually a lot of judgment. 
Yes. I even hear spiritual people being very judgmental with others that said, well, what's that cold about? Why have you made yourself mm. sick? What's that cancer mm. about? Mm-hmm. And I, I, of course, I get really angry. Absolutely. It's like, how dare you? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Um, we don't understand the role that it plays for us. Other than sometimes it's just to make us lie down so that we can fulfill whatever we're here for, yeah. you know, like long enough that we can actually like get, get our energies recouped. But, you know, uh, I don't think we even know sometimes why we can probably tell what the what the lead up to it was? Right. Well, I wasn't sleeping. I haven't taken care of myself. I'm strapped. You know, well, but from a, a you know a very lofty position, I don't think we can ever answer that half the time. Yes, I, you you you've touched on a few things, and I don't think we can always answer it. And I no. think that that goes back to a lesson of being comfortable with the unknown. Mm. Being comfortable with the uncertainty, which is the mystery of life. The mystery, right? absolutely. Mystery. I was going to say mystery. You yeah. know, there's a there's an old uh, there's a Buddhist practice practice rather that was co- it's called transformative mindfulness, and part of and it's in lots of different traditions, but part of it is giving whatever the pathology is a voice. What what does this have in terms of something to share, some guidance that's there? Yeah. Instead of, because often what I see is people are frustrated with their physical health or they don't feel well and they're kind of angry about it. And mm-hmm. that also doesn't create an, uh, a sense of, of healing. The blame aspect or the criticism is absolutely predominant in the culture of sometimes, oh, when you're spiritual, you never are afflicted with anything, which is t- absolutely false. And, it, and it's not about blame. It's not that, oh, you did this to yourself. It's around what is the lesson? What is the purpose? And that does require that we turn inward and we sort of dive into ourselves more and see how many layers are actually there. Right, right, right. There is a lot of layers there, you know. But I think it's the judgment piece that makes me so angry. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm really glad that you who are asking me the question are in such great health today. <laughs> but, you know, when it's turned around, of course, yeah. they're, they're quite testy, you know, yeah. uh, when I'm now asking them. But I really try to, you know, um, uh, even when you yourself are sick, to avoid oh. the judgment on yourself. Because that just sets up the fear thing and the guilt and, you know, it just takes us all down. And shame. Shame, huge. And shame. I know, you know, as a healthcare provider myself, and and I'm sure that you, in terms of your work as well, that there is this almost internalized, I found, expectation of, oh, you know, I should know this, or I should, this shouldn't happen to me. And I've worked with it, and I continue to work with it over the years. But I do find that that often will come up around, oh, you know, how, how could you get sick? And again, this is fortunately getting much better that people realize we're all human. We all have some susceptibility at some point in our lives. And Mm. it's up to us to decide what is the lesson behind it. But going back to spirituality, I do find that that aspect of connecting to something much bigger than the self is incredibly helpful for someone to heal, which is different from curing, right? Healing and curing are very different. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. On that note, you know what? I think it's a good time to break. Sounds good. Exactly. Um, this is uh, Things Worth uh, Considering. This is Gord Riddell, and I'm here with Alexia. And we will be back on the other side of these commercials. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. 
Are you looking for a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Do you want your business to thrive? Do you want to enjoy better relationships and find your purpose? Tune in every week to Stepping Into the Tenda Dao Chung Life Transformation with Dr. and Master Shaw with host Diana Gold Holland, who will share the wisdom of Master Shaw. You'll hear from inspiring teachers and listen to testimonials about life transformation. Stepping Into the Tenda Dao Chung can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. in the West and 6 p.m. in the East on Voice America Empowerment. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Whether you're new to single life, stuck in dating hell, or coupled up and trying to spice things up, Done Being Single with host Treva and Robbie Sharf is your lifeline to love. From hookups to happily ever after, Done Being Single is dating intervention with practical tools and tips that will take your dating game to the next level. Tune in to Done Being Single, Saturdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. And be sure to follow Treva and Robbie on Instagram and Twitter at Done Being Single. We're on Alexa Smart Speakers and Connected Devices. Hey, Alexa, play Being Here Podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. (laughs) You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, this is Things Worth Considering. We're on Voice America Talk Radio. Now, we're talking today about spirituality and health. And uh, maybe we need to define a few things. I think we kind of know what health is, um, maybe, more or less. But what's spirituality? What, uh, what kind of definition are we putting out there? I think it's, I have mine. You have yours? Okay, let's hear yours. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, mine is, it, one, it's very individual. You know, when I'm comparing spirituality to religion, you know, it's that, it's that didactic, you know, duality thing, right? Uh, it's very hard to describe spirituality without describing what else it might be, you know, sort of yes. an opposing thing. So I think a lot of people get very confused about spirituality when I say that, you know, I'm a spiritual psychotherapist. They're like, well, are you Christian? Are you, you know, Hebrew? Are you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we turn that into a religion immediately. You know, I think that you know when one when one looks at their spirituality, one one is you're alone, and that's what makes it very powerful. You know, it's a you can do it with other people. 
You know, you can do it in a group. But religion, I think, is where a group of people have decided upon sort of this is a pathway. This is what the the greater being looks like. This is how we're going to get there. And then they begin to put down regulations and rules. And if you want to be a member over here, then you have to follow those rules. Right. I think the other thing, too, for me is that um, spirituality is very here and now. It is... I look to see how is my life if I am a good person, if I am kind and and so on. Whereas I think that in religion that the reward is so much more in the future. In other words, it's actually in the next lifetime. That's very interesting. You know, yeah, what yeah. is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, I think what's so fascinating psychologically is that you know, we buy this belief that no one no one sees, no one's ever seen it. I can see being kind today, how you respond to me, and I can see how you don't respond to me when I'm unkind, right? Right? right. Or I'm nasty or bitchy or yes. you know any of those things. Whereas you know that's kind of this great unknown, and and so everyone keeps their you know their p's and q's in order in line, so that you know there will be this wonderful um, wonderful afterlife. Uh-huh. I mean, that's what that's what's fueled some of the extremism in Muslim Mm. is the afterlife and, you know, the 70 virgins and and so on. And I'm not making fun of that. I mean, it exists in all religions. Absolutely. And afterwards, you know, thing. And and I just that's what I find so fascinating. I agree with you completely. I think that the 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 aspect of being in the present and here now is is exactly all there is. That's the moment-to-moment interaction, and it doesn't mean you have to have any belief per se, but it really is around awareness of conduct or behavior or interaction, meeting yourself mm-hmm. and meeting another. Exactly. What are you going to choose in that moment, right? Yep. And so the idea of kindness, the, that aspect of that energy of kindness, that energy of compassion, how to be comfortable with discomfort, but also how to be able to be present and witness a sense of awe that we live in, even when it's not so great. Mm. You know, that to me is a big part of my own sense of spirituality is that it's all spiritual. It's not just when I meditate or close my eyes. Absolutely. It's every interaction that I have is always spiritual. Yes. It's just that the word spiritual has a lot of associations to religion. Right. And which is very lofty yeah. up there. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like, well, if, if I get into an argument with you, I'm not being religious. I'm, you know, I'm a bad religious person. Right. But from a spiritual perspective, that's part of my spirituality. And there's something for that both of us can get out of that. Yes. If, if we choose to. If, if we choose to. If we choose yeah. to. I think that. But you see, the choice, though, sits. In that spirituality. Choice doesn't yeah. sit in the religion. No. no right? No, no, it doesn't. And I think that's what that's also a very liberating factor because it says, all right, if you get to have a choice, you need to be a grown-up because you have to accept the consequences. Mm-hmm. So I, yes. I can be nasty to you. I can get into an argument with you. And then I can say, screw this. I'm not doing anything. And I walk away. Mm-hmm. I have to live with those consequences. Yes. In the same way that I live with the consequences that says, hey, let's work this out. Yes, yes. But, you know, I have choice, but I have to also accept the responsibility for the outcome. Yes, and it is it is around, that's the, you know, being the adult, waking up a little bit, getting a sense of, you know, how to uh, choose. 
and respond. And I think that's the dynamic that we're, you know, constantly dancing in is that mm-hmm. reactionary or responsiveness. Yes. And, you know, going back to the health aspect, when yeah. someone, mm-hmm. you know, when we choose to say, no, I'm going to be angry and I'm going to walk away. And then this resentment, this energy builds and it Ugh. might be resentment or grief or anger that's been suppressed for years. Yes. That charge of emotion and energy that stays in the body does show up. Yep. It shows up in physicality. I see that all the time in practice, that there's something that someone hasn't been able to really work with. Right. And the other part with spirituality is also teaching us how to have humility. Because for me, one of the biggest lessons is a sense of, I don't know everything. Right. I can't know everything. Right. And how is it that I think I know better than whatever this forces that is around me and has decided that I'm one of the lucky ones who gets to be alive and living in, you know, Toronto, all these things. But it really becomes, for me, a lesson of humility. How do we say, hey, I I don't know it all. And that's where the sense of relationship and connection to our spirit within and spirituality around us Mm -hmm. is so important, whether it's moment to moment or it's a more formal practice. Right, right. right. I mean, there's certainly, you know, I don't want to say that spirituality doesn't have practices. I mean, like I said, religion. I mean, there's certainly lots and lots of of, uh, religious practices, but there's lots of spiritual practices. Lots. Some of them emulate them. Yes. You know, we kind of steal the candle thing. (laughs) Lots of things. You know, centering prayer and Christianity. It can be anything that is the the, uh, four directions. And there's so many aspects that that are are borrowed. And again, the intention behind it is also very important. Mm. Because, you know, I remember reading somewhere it was a sense of, you know, really we often will step into this relationship with spirituality as if we're supposed to get something from it all the time. And that's not always true. Right. It's often just, no, we just need to relate to it yes. because it's a relationship, not something that is outside of us. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've found helpful in my own life is around realizing that this is a relationship that, going back to what you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. that it's in our aloneness. Oh, when, absolutely. When we are alone, it is a relationship that's there. Right. That is always there. Right. We just have to remember that it's there. <laughs> Easier said than done. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think it. I think it requires uh, a real adult mindset in order to be able to embrace that spiritual part of us. You know, because there is no place. You know, when you say humility and humbleness or whatever, there's no place for entitlement. No, no. Well, I deserve this. No, you don't. I'm sorry. My parents taught me like you want it, you work for it. Kind well, of thing. And see, I still operate from there. Still operate from there. That's interesting because, see, I see the innocence of the fact that we are born and we are, you know, here in this life, that I believe that it's already there. But as we develop, we get into a little bit of ego mentality and sense of mm. self that's separate. Yes. And yeah, that's, sure. and then, so for me, I actually like the deserving. And I don't think that someone deserves something that's conditional based on their behavior. That's where, how That's do we more develop? more what I'm referring to. Ah, okay. You know, don't you know who I think I am? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> don't you know who I think I am? Uh, and But that, it is that sense of entitlement. Like, because I walked into the restaurant, people are supposed to, like, part ways and, you no. know. This isn't Moses at the sea. This no. is, like, you no. arriving in a restaurant and somehow there should be a table waiting for you. Yeah. 
Sometimes yeah. it just doesn't happen if you didn't make a reservation. It, exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. So, so I think that that sense of deservedness, if that's a word, deservedness, yes, deservedness, anyway, it sounds like a good word, um, <laughs> is, is really letting ourselves understand that it's honoring the spirit that's within us because we don't have control over when we die. We don't know when that's going to happen. Really? But we have, really. I made plans. Well, that's good. <laughs> plans are good, but we also know that plans we change. Don't know. Plans change. Things happen. Not guys. Only women change. Oh, well, yeah, see, right, they change it. Right, no. right, right. <laughs> so, so, so the, yes. my point is that you know, how are we choosing to sort of be with ourselves from moment to moment? And that does require a more adult mindset. And I think mm-hmm. that, but there are young, you know, not age wise, but it's just again the sense of what is how the person sees. Yes. An ability to see differently. With, you know, seeing someone without the past, without the stories. Right. And also the self, which I find the most challenging, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that when, when we see ourselves as deserving, not entitled to, big difference. Very big difference. When we can see ourselves as deserving, we see other people as being deserving. Yeah. You know, uh, but I mean, that's kind of the mirror thing. You know, everything around us is mirroring us in some way, shape, or form. So, yes. you know... Uh, to, yeah, we when we can own it in ourselves, if we if we can be kind to ourselves, we're automatically kind to other people. You know, uh, I actually have it written on my checks that says, you know, uh, uh, perform uh, underneath my signature or something. It says, perform a random act of kindness today. Beautiful. Yeah, that, that was on it. I thought it was kind of cool, so I said, I want that. Uh, That's beautiful. That yeah, um, but uh, we if we don't know it from inside, we're not going to know it from outside. We're not going to recognize it. No, we, no. We usually will run from it. Yes. If someone's very kind and loving towards us, and that is not our experience, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. And boom, I'm going to blow this relationship up. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, at least the poor person is like, well, I was kind, I was open, loving, and look what happened. Yeah. And, and and that's the irony is that we're longing for this sense of connection and openness. And it's not like we can be open all the time. We have to be discerning. But, you know, even in terms of my practice, very often because I work holistically and when I bring up, you know, what is someone's, you know, sense of practice with spirituality and I'll say to them, do you have a meditation or, you know, do you go to a church or is there something that gives you a sense of feeling connected and mm-hmm. supported? And that you know, as you were mentioning earlier, often it goes right to religion and that sense of, wait a minute, what does it really mean to be spiritual or have a spiritual relationship? And I think that that's something that maybe as Westerners, we've sort of tried to compartmentalize yeah, and like tried everything. to define instead of saying, wait a minute, it's here. It is here it just all the is. time. Just is. Yeah. Like the indigenous cultures, right? It yeah. just is. It's, we have to define it though. That's we have to define fear. what That's death is. That's the fear is. factor, right? Yeah. We have to define what death is. We have to know where we're going, how we're going, when we're going. Everything has to be somehow or other answered and defined. Right. And it's very difficult for us Westerners it to is. live in the mystery of just being alive. What the and, hell is that supposed to mean? Well, mystery, <laughs> exactly. And the wonder, the wonder of being alive, the awe, <clears throat> when you can really slow down enough and and stop and and really, you know, appreciate what is here mm. that you know even a cup or having water running or having being in a warm house when it's cold outside and again it re- re- goes back to what you were saying earlier is that do we choose what what choice are we making right 
And, right. and you know, the spirituality and health part, what I see is that that's one of the biggest things that I find can help people accept what's going on with them in terms of a health challenge, Absolutely. for sure, and actually reclaim some power that they've lost. Because when people lose a sense of power that they've been diagnosed with an illness, something mm. has come up, it's a sense that, oh my God, I'm helpless, I have no power. We become a victim. A victim, you know, not willingly necessarily, no. but again, it's it's being able to shift perspective and say that actually there is something that is purposeful here, even if it's not the outcome I want. Right, right, so right. But I mean, our language though, mm-hmm. afterwards, you know, let's say you have successfully gone through treatment for cancer, you are now a survivor. The language, yes. Is the language, the you know, language. as soon as you're a survivor, that immediately tells me that, you know, what, what went on before that, which was you were victimized by something yeah. or somebody yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, we, yeah, our, our language is so, so, so subtle. You know, I was just actually reading, um, I mean, it's a technical thing about, you know, creating notes that you're going to be referring a, a patient on, on for is to be very, very careful of your language because the other person who's reading it, who's doing the intake into their practice is looking and going, Oh, and, and, you know, you have a whole different painting that being done. For instance, one of the words that should not be being used uh, based on, on this writing is addict. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this male is a former addict, you know, is he has, has a substance use disorder, you know, um, or alcohol abuse disorder, as opposed to an alcoholic. We don't use alcoholic anymore. You know, I mean, I do, but, you know, I mean, people understand the word, you know, but, but in terms of, you know, sort of that lingo is the, is the subtlety of our language and the kind of picture that it immediately paints for us. Yeah. And that's a very good point because I also know that that's true in, I read something about, this was true in schools. It's called the domino effect. And it's really identifying that when someone is labeled with a particular illness or particular behavioral pattern that is as what they carry energetically and yes. it also ends up what defines them in themselves because it's a sense of well this is who I am and that goes into a totally different aspect around labelization and becoming too identified with label yeah and bullying it's, it'll pull that in we have to break uh we'll be right back on the other side of these commercials you are listening to things worth considering we'll be right back Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you looking for a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Do you want your business to thrive? Do you want to enjoy better relationships and find your purpose? Tune in every week to Stepping Into the Tenda Dao Chung Life Transformation with Dr. and Master Shaw with host Diana Gold Holland, who will share the wisdom of Master Shaw. You'll hear from inspiring teachers and listen to testimonials about life transformation. Stepping Into the Tenda Dao Chung can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. in the West and 6 p.m. in the East on Voice America Empowerment. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. 
This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Yonge Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Whether you're new to single life, stuck in dating hell, or coupled up and trying to spice things up, Done Being Single with host Treva and Robbie Sharf is your lifeline to love. From hookups to happily ever after, Done Being Single is dating intervention with practical tools and tips that will take your dating game to the next level. Tune in to Done Being Single, Saturdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. And be sure to follow Treva and Robbie on Instagram and Twitter at Done Being Single. We're on Alexa Smart Speakers and Connected Devices. Hey Alexa, play Being Here Podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Um, this is Gordon Riddell and Alicia. And I'm going to trip over your name, right? <laughs> George Seussis. George Seussis. George Seussis. There you go. See, I'm butchering it. I've got to go back to Greece. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I liked it there. I loved it. Um, the uh, whole area that we're talking about is spirituality and health. I think that, again, you know, spirituality really is a huge area, you know, just in terms of understanding what, you know, this isn't about sitting around and meditating. No. That's, that is a practice. And, and you know what? I know some incredibly spiritual people that if I said you are a very spiritual man, they would go, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, their presence, their kindness, they're willing to prover- take the proverbial shirt, you know, shirt off their back for you. Yeah. Um, all of those, just their their way of being in the world is is a, such a spiritual thing. But right. yet, you know, that's who they are. It's not what they're trying to put out there by doing all these practices. Yes, yes, you and know? and I think that that is very key. It's the qualities of what we embody it's a it's more the felt sense of being able to not only give kindness but feel it in ourselves Mm. and then live it also to ourselves and i think that this is also something that helps with resilience spirituality It, it, it allows someone to become more expansive because resilience is not about contracting back to you know what you used to be right but it's more around being able to expand so that you have a larger capacity and you have more adaptability. Because with spirituality, to me, that's a portal that allows us to really deepen our awareness right. and pay attention to what is you know, going on externally, but also internally. Right, and right. and in, in healthcare, when people are struggling, as I was saying before, with an illness or frustration that their skin isn't improving and their digestion isn't improving or whatever it is, mm. that 
it is around how are they working with the emotions that are coming up. Right. And for me, what I find is the the practices and the shift in awareness around the relationship that they have with their symptoms ab- absolutely helps their healing. Oh, no, it no question them, about it. It helps yeah. them with the quality of life so that yeah. they actually can still enjoy themselves even though this is also here. Right. I just spent the weekend teaching grief, grieving, suicide. It was a very fun weekend. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that I, I really expand upon is the importance of the healthcare practitioner and, and the psychotherapist to instill and, and enforce, or rein, reinforce their structure, the, the installation of hope. Mm-hmm. That when somebody loses their hope, you know, the chances of bringing them back is much more difficult than continuing to reinforce their, you know, build it up that they feel hopeful, even if their skin isn't or their, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, holding onto that hope it creates a future vision. It does. You're absolutely right. It, it needs to be reinforced and to know that this is now and this will change because change is inevitable. Always. And we don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah. Chaos always moves towards perfection, and perfection just crumbles because there's no such thing Mm -hmm. and falls back into chaos. I mean, that's the symbols of our life, really. You know, and that's that whole thing of the the, the, just the the death. I mean, just the the cycle of of nature, the cycle of of, uh, having four seasons here. You know, cycle and rhythm of life, cycles and rhythm of (laughs) seasons. And the same with our physical bodies, our energetic bodies. We forget that, you know, we change. Our personalities change somewhat in terms of maybe our likes and desires. But we forget that there is also a change going on spiritually for us. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, bringing back the hope and is a sense of it's not, again, you know, rose-colored glasses and denial. It's actually cultivating that ability to have this sense of power and almost like agency over the self. Mm-hmm. And again, slipping into what is my identity? Who am I? Am I going to identify myself with this label? Or do I identify myself with, as this human being who I have this, these multidimensional aspects of myself? And who's trying on all these multidimensional elements? Because yes. they're all new. All new. At least, at least in the awareness that we're allowed on this planet, in this body. Right. Right. You know, I'm sure we've tried them on and else, you know, and <laughs> other places and so on. But it, you know, really, uh, a lot of what we th- we're trying to be, we aren't even sure how to be that. Yeah, it's an ideal. It's a, it's an ideal. I agree. I think that we have maybe moments that we touch it. Yeah. And we we're like but right so on the powerful. edge, and and then it's easy to go into a place of oh, I want to stay there. And or it's too scary. I want to put it scary. under. I want to cover or it's it over. Too scary. Yeah. Or it's too scary because then what? Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, Marianne Williamson, when she wrote, uh, uh, which is one of my favorite pieces, that that uh, the the inauguration address of Nelson Mandela, mm-hmm. and, and he read this part of her her writing that said that we're you know we're actually afraid of the power. We're not afraid of the dark. We're afraid of how bright our light is. Yes, yes. And I really believe that. I do too. I think that that is so prevalent with people that there's a they're kind of step in and out of oh is it okay to, what does it mean to, to let this light shine or let let my sense of power and it's not about domination or being superior oh no it's that's the wakefulness that comes with spirituality right right with comes that with awareness of something more than my identity and also honoring the gift of life 
on mm. the gift of the experience, even if it's a negative experience Absolutely. or how we judge it, how we interpret it. Yeah. It's still an experience. And, 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 and keeping a sense of tying ourselves into nature that we're not above nature. We are nature. We are nature. You know, like I, I, um, I mentioned in a small uh, talk the other day that, uh, you know, New Year's is when we make all these resolutions and, and so on. But that's the dead of winter. It's, Why are you it's trying a to make anything time. happen? It's a terrible, terrible time. time. Oh. This is now rebirth time. Yes. You're seeing everything. My indoor plants are already, like, putting out more shoots and flowers. And they're going, yeah, we got light now. Yeah. And this is rebirth time. This is, is springtime in the north, in the northern hemisphere. Right, in the northern Let's, hemisphere. Yeah. In the southern hemisphere, they're, they're going into the other part that we've already done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we just, we're coming out of the dead time. That's what, that's where we, re, you know, hibernate in many ways. Mm -hmm. But now, if you have a goal or a vision, this is when you want to hold on to it. And when it's full moon right now, you know, well, yeah, time to get rid of all the crap you're holding on to. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, Very powerful time. Very powerful time. Yeah. And again, when we are tuned in to those cycles of where we're living, then it, it we can actually kind of ride that wave and that energy. Mm -hmm. It's not something, that's the other part about spirituality is that I think that it becomes the enlivening force. That's what it really is where when we are respectful of the cycles that are present and we realize that, oh, I can have this idea, but now I can let myself be carried by this energy as well. It doesn't have to be just me Right, caring right. at all. And I think that that's an important part of having a relationship with with spirit, with yeah. the universe, with God, whatever you want to call it, is knowing that, oh, I have to also respect there's rhythms and cycles because none of us are robots. We can't just go, 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 go and not stop and not rest and not feed ourselves and not have connection. You know, we, we can't. <laughs> or you are? I am, yeah. Okay. Uh, just so you know, I am. Uh, I, I'm the original You're my AI. my first robot. Oh, wow. <laughs> Artificial sort of intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> so spirituality gives us clarity, focus, joy. Absolutely, it does. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes from embracing life. A lot of people don't want to be here. I just get that yeah, sense. They don't know right. how to be here. They, that's that that's the key. Is that how, how do we be, be here? here? Yeah. How do we be here? And 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 when we allow ourselves to be here, then it's wonderful. Yes. Uh, even yes. though it might be uncomfortable. And again, there is some work that needs to be done, whether mm. it's through therapy or spiritual therapy in particular, which I think is hugely beneficial for people. And around a, a having a sense of, okay, this is where my life is. This is where I am. How do I be here? Mm. Instead of being in my head, or I should be different, or this should feel different, but the the oh, idea of of clarity and I think connection it allows yes. us ha to have difficult conversations, in terms of that adult mindset. Right, right. You know, we can. I I have one of my sisters who um I I sometimes use conscious speech. I practice this thing conscious speech with my family and fa and loved ones too, and and she always keeps it very real. Where she'll, I'll be like, hey, her name is Lena, and I'll, I'll say, hey, Lena, can we have a conversation with conscious speech? And she'll say, oh, God. <laughs> I, I okay. like Lila already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She likes you too. Can and we she's talk? Like, oh, no. And she goes, yeah, I just want to get it over with. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and But it becomes really comical, but also very beautiful. Right. Because then when we actually drop into the discomfort that's here, and that to me, I I look at those are from the teachings that I've learned from from very spiritual teachers, and it really is around tapping into what's real, which is what really matters in terms of spirit, and that's connection. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it's you know what? It's all about connection. It's all about connection. It really is. We this are show. hard connections. That's what exactly. That's why I I, I took that uh, approach. Is you know the research is there. Um, after you know the years that I've been working with with people who have substance abuse issues and so on, uh, it's about when they reconnect to something other than what they were ingesting yeah. or injecting. Yeah. You know, uh, that connection to themselves and that connection to others. Maybe it's a connection back into their families. Maybe it's not. Uh, maybe that's not a healthy place for them to go to. But it's at least again coming back to them making conscious, aware decisions as to who they're connecting to that are good for them. Yes. You know, yeah. that, that have, you know, good energy. When that came up, you know, I said, yeah, you know, people who have good energy and people who have uh, energy, bring your dog and cat out mm-hmm. and introduce them to somebody mm-hmm. and, and they'll just immediately, mm-hmm. if they don't like that person, they'll, they'll read it faster than we can. Yeah. They'll pick it up. And little kids, oh, cool. young oh, yeah, children, yeah, yeah. they little kids start feel, to cry. feel that energy. They can, they can feel it. And we just sort of, as you know, we kind of dull it. We become very numb. <laughs> we go that. blind. We do, go especially blind. if we are interested in that person, and they're putting all these red flags up. Yeah. <laughs> We're taking them down. We paint them blue. Put them back up again. We don't see any red flags here. Nope. <laughs> the dog, the cat, nope. the kids, all going crazy, and we're like, no, I don't see any red flags. Yeah. They just need a chance. Right. Great. That's what I love to date is potential. Oh, potential. That's a whole show by itself. It is a show by itself. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. So, um, so going back to the spirituality and health too, Gord, what I wanted yeah. to mention was that I do find that the um, the co- connection is one part, the coping is a big part, um, as well as a person's sense of well-being and the vitality. And that that's because they see themselves as much more than the illness or yes. the label. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as someone can do that, it can pull them out of the victimization and actually really work with not forcing but acceptance which is which is really acceptance becomes um, something that be that that allows us to feel that there is hope and there is possibility right and it doesn't mean it's futile and it has to be a struggle but it's it really it's a liberation from oh my god i have to fight this right that to me is and very, the rest very of your life fighting it and it changes our physiology. Ultimately, it allows us to become more in a relaxed state instead of a constrictive, sympathetic state, right. which is may as well just be bathing in cortisol all day, <laughs> right? I tried that once. <laughs> <laughs> Man, my skin, my skin went crappy. I bet it did. Yeah, I bet it did. Don't do that. Inflamed um, and the I really I get bursting into flames. Yeah. Um, the the uh, I lost my train on that one. <laughs> I was getting to way too many visual imageries um, <laughs> on it. Um, I think that owning that vitality of ourselves, that well-beingness, you know, that and that we all have the right to that. We do. You know? The other thing is that you know you, you said about uh, um, I forget exactly the piece that goes with that that I want to say though is trauma. Mm-hmm. Trauma you know, comes to us and it ends up defining us. And we're, we're victimized by our trauma. Absolutely, people have gone through horrible, horrible things. But, you know, sexual abuse or whatever becomes part of my story. It doesn't define uh, being a sexual abuse guy right. the rest of my life or right. whatever you call right. it. You know, uh, that, that was a huge, huge learning, I think, for myself. That's was, massive, massive. Yeah, so turn that around and just say, yeah, that's real. It's very big. It, it was very big. Mm-hmm. But once, once I stopped being defined, personally defined by it, uh, that that's just part of my history. It's an unfortunate part. But, hey, I learned a lot from that. I wouldn't probably wouldn't be here today if that 
piece had not been well integrated. Right, right. And that's allowing you to be in your authentic power. Absolutely. Which I think that's what the light is around spirituality. Yeah. How do we let ourselves be in our own sense of power, which means that, no, we choose how we define ourselves. Yes. And we let this light come through, which you have a ton of, and why you started this college, right? right? right. Which is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. And and that is is the light coming through. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm not going to let anybody else be the definer, not no. for my life. No, good yeah. for you. Yeah. Rebel. Rebel, Yeah, absolutely. well, I've got a little thing in my office there. It says... Tell the, you know, uh, why, why would you do this? It's because cause somebody said I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Do it because someone said you couldn't. Yeah. And, and on that note, you know, um, if you were in the Toronto area, um, tomorrow, which is on uh, Friday the 20th, uh, it is at the uh, Transformational Arts College is our Compassion Healing Circle, which is an energy circle. You are invited to join us. It is uh, free of charge. We do take up a donation, but that's up to you. Uh, it is free of charge. It starts at 7 o'clock, and that's at 3300 Young Street, uh, up on the third floor, Suite 302. And you are more than welcome. Bring out your friends, and we have lots of room. We were packed uh, last week, actually. It was wonderful, wonderful circle. It was just great. Yeah, it was very it. cool. We, we actually had to have a circle within a circle to, to do the final uh, peeling of the planet. Beautiful. Very cool experience. So, um, yes, you're invited to come out, and we will be back again next week. And we're going to have to figure out what we're going to talk about. But we'll be right back next week. Have a great week, folks. Thanks. Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your host, Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.